What does it mean to know where you come from? To connect with the traditions of your people? To understand yourself as part of something bigger? How does diversity and art enrich the whole community? Prescott Unified School District created the Indian Education Program to sponsor culturally relevant programs and provide academic support for Indigenous K-12 students throughout the school year. The program is unique in that it includes oversight and guidance from local parents and guardians of the students and input from around the country in the form of presentations and lessons. Today, we are fortunate to talk with Jessica Cotto and her daughter, Leona, who are core participants in the program, and Kelly Maddox, who works as the liaison for Prescott Unified School District. Jessica Cotto is a licensed master social worker and a member of the Anjamang First Nations community from Canada. Jessica grew up in Indian ed classes run by her mother, and when she moved to the Prescott area about eight years ago, she discovered PUSD's Indian ed program and got involved as a parent volunteer. Jessica is currently the chair of the parent committee. Leona Morales Coda is a 14-year-old Ojibwe Zikana who just finished the eighth grade at Mile High Middle School. Leona is a student leader in the Indian Ed program who never misses culture classes, field trips, or parent committee meetings if she can help it. Leona volunteers with the younger children and serves as a role model for learning and being respectful to guests and elders. Kelly Maddox's interest in the spiritual aspects of Indigenous cultures began at an early age. And now Kelly is the PUSD Indigenous Programs Coordinator, as well as the Homeless Liaison and Family Resource Center Coordinator. Kelly moved to Prescott 27 years ago with her husband, Jack, from California's Bay Area. She's originally from Michigan, and she loves outdoor activities, including camping, hiking, and birding. We want you to stick around for an inspiring, informative, multicultural, multi-generational conversation about solutions, connection, and the power of people. This is the Prescott Woman Podcast, an audio supplement of Prescott Woman Magazine, and we're your hosts, Kelly Roberge and Charles Matthews. All right, let's, let's get, get local. local. Welcome, everybody, to the Prescott Woman Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Roberge, and I am here with my intrepid co-host, Charles Matthews. I'm the, I'm the sidekick here. Yeah, sidekick slash sound engineer yep. slash everything else. And today we're interviewing uh, representatives and volunteers and participants in the Prescott Unified School District Indian Education Program. I'm really excited to find out more about this program. I know nothing, uh, but I do know I've met Kelly Maddox before and I know how hard um, she works to support families and students at, at Prescott Unified School District. So I'm sure this is going to be a fascinating interview. Thank you all for joining us today. You're welcome. And would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Sure. My name is Kelly Maddox. I work for Prescott Unified School District. I am the coordinator and liaison to our Indian Education Parent Committee. So I work very closely with those people. And I do some other things. I run our Family Resource Center at the district, as well as work with our families in transition or experiencing homelessness. So I do a few things here. Yeah. District. You wear you wear many hats and all of them really important working with working with families and kids. Thanks so much for doing what you do. You're and, welcome. And we also have Jess Coda here. Can you describe your role with uh, the Indian Education Program, Jess? Sure. I am the parent chair of the um, parent committee of the Indian Education Program. I'm Anjumong First Nations, the Ojibwe tribe in in Canada. 
And I also have my daughter here with me, Leona. Hello. 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 Um, hi, I'm Leo or Leona, whichever is easiest. And I'm a student representative. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. And you were telling us before we hit record how old you are, but but tell everybody listening now. I'm 14 years old, going on 15. So Jess, can you describe to our audience uh, what the PUSD Indian Education Program is and what it does? Sure. I mean, Indian Education is a program. It's um, K through 12. Um, so all of the Native students in the school district can participate from all of the schools under Prescott Unified School District. And um, it's intertribal so that we have tribes from all over the place. My daughter and I are First Nations, which means our tribe is located in Canada. And then we have local tribes and several in between. Uh, We offer assistance with academics, so tutoring and there's school supplies and lots of academic support as well as cultural support. Um, We do some uh, Native nights, uh, Native family nights, where we learn traditional crafts such as beadwork, moccasin making, shawl making, regalia making. We have elders and parents that come in and teach the children different traditional arts and crafts as well as traditional teachings. Kelly, what am I forgetting? It's really truly a place where um, our Indigenous students can meet, gather, be together, just hit on the fact that it's intertribal, which I am a non-native, and so I can sit back and, and not have a specific tribe that I support. I can work with all of the tribes and try to make sure that we get a good representation for all of our students. So she pretty much hit on what, what we do. We're always looking for more parent involvement, more creative ways to support our Indigenous students. Are, are the local uh, tribes involved in the program at all? Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, we have an agreement or what's called a memorandum of understanding with the local Yavapai Prescott Indian tribe. And so we work with them to make sure that we are supporting our collaborative students or students that we both represent with tutoring, academic assistance. They have a new director. Her name is Amy and we are going to start working together to see what we can do to maybe utilize their space as well for some of the cultural events, um, making sure that we keep it intertribal. That's the point. That's um, how we have to um, work within our confines of how we're funded through various grants. So it's inter- intertribal kind of multicultural and intergenerational. I, I noticed that it's both elders and, and kids coming to participate in these, in these programs. It was wonderful to see all the photographs of the programs on your Facebook page. Yes. Uh, one of the things that we brought forward and Jess can talk about um, the individuals that we've had within a, a new series that we started, we are working virtually to bring presentations from elders. So we started an elder talk series, and that's to bring not only storytelling, but elders really hold the community together and continue bringing um, culture throughout the generations and kind of like the glue that um, maintains a culture. 
we have gotten away from that a little bit. We don't view our elders as the keepers of knowledge and wisdom and how they bring such a a complete community together. So, and Jess can talk about who we've actually hosted so far on the Elder Talk series. Absolutely. We had um, Eva Menefee come in, who is Oneida. She talked about a lot of the teachings that she feels are really important. She talked about our our youth living in two worlds, both native and kind of a the more predominant white world, and how they have to learn how to be successful in both, you know, su- succeeding in school as well as understanding, you know, where they came from and, and their traditional teachings. We also had Zoe Wood Solomon, who is an elder from Canada as well. And she is an amazing artist and takes our seven grandfather teachings predominantly and puts them in, in her paintings so that although beautiful, also are very rich in the traditional teachings. And so she went through and talked about her paintings and gave the seven grandfather teachings to the students. Oh, that sounds so cool. I'd love to see her work. And Jess, my understanding is you were, you were a volunteer. And I'm just guessing, you know, I'm just wondering what made you get involved. Although I, I can cut now that I've met uh, Leona, I, I can probably uh, guess an answer. But what made you, what made you get involved in, and to take leadership in this program? Well, I have two people that are really responsible for that. Um, the first being my mother. She ran the Indian education program in my school district when I was a kid. And she ran a wildly successful program. She had 30 years in Indian education and created a program that she had an incredible high school graduation rate as well as college retention rate. Her program was, you know, modeled for many other programs in the state of Michigan, which is where I grew up. And she retired from Indian education. And so I very much grew up in the program. Um, Many of the things that I know how to do culturally and artistically came from that program. And I wanted then for Leona to have a very similar experience and be able to have that space within her school district to be able to, to connect with other Native students. And so, I mean, my, my mother was absolutely uh, my role model in that and then being able to help create something for my daughter. Three generations. We saw your beautiful beadwork, Jess, and you obviously were were moved by by that medium. I was curious what Leona's favorite medium or activity is turning out to be. Um well, last year before COVID, I was I don't know how to explain it, but I would, I got to dance around and people would walk around and me and celebrate me coming into the, uh, yeah, that's my favorite thing. And then the powwows, because I get to explain to other people how to do things and how to learn. And they're like, oh, cool. Kids that come up to our thing and I'm like, here, you want to make this? They're like, why? I'm like, it's tradition. Sounds like you've got another teacher in the family. (laughs) She's very good at teaching. That's great. I love I love teaching as well. I've been an educator for for most of my life, Leona, and I know it just feels good to show somebody something that you know, doesn't it? It feels great. Feels pretty good. Yeah, it's a gift for sure. Thanks for doing that. 
Um, Kelly, what's your favorite part of the Indian education program and, and, and what you get to do with kids and families through that program? It is very satisfying to go to events like the Prescott Powwow, which we will be participating in again this September. And sadly, last year we had to miss. But just to see the kids really come out, what Leona was alluding to is we have a booth there. Sometimes we're able to recruit students that we didn't know were in the district and are indigenous. So we get to add some more students and have them come out and participate. But I've known Leona now and just to watch her grow is amazing. So that's, that's the gift for me. And I actually got to teach the um, dream catcher segment and we all made dream catchers and everybody had their own take on a dream catcher, which was beautiful. Love it. So Kelly, you mentioned, you know, sort of being able to see, to watch Leona grow up. How long has the Indian education program been underway in at PUST? It's actually been available for quite some time, it, uh, for quite some time, probably a couple of decades, maybe started in the 90s, but there wasn't the focus on it. We didn't have a specific individual that was coordinating it. So it really focused on school supplies, maybe some academic assistance. Um, what happened about seven years ago, maybe a little bit less, the district went ahead and put in a position through AmeriCorps and brought in AmeriCorps Vista. So for three years, they built the program. And then once that was established, I am was put into to sustain the program. And through those amazing Vistas that really helped kind of get us off the ground, um, I was able to come in and with the support of parents like Jess, who her experience um, was invaluable to the program because she had grown up in it. And you have parents that are, you know, in the the community, the Native community, and they can bring support and, and individuals to come in and, and teach. So it's been around. It is grant funded. The way that uh, we get those funds is by how many students are participating so that's why it's so important. And we're really kind of on a campaign right now because we lose about three to four students every year because they graduate, which is a good thing. So we really want to be able to bring more students in and get them right, you know, at the kindergarten level. They can come out, they have fun. When we used to do our Native family nights. We were doing them, I think, every other week. So this, it was like building a family and building a community and all these little ones would be just having a blast. You know, it wasn't just about come together and make a dream catcher. It was about come together and play. So that was fun. What, what do you, any of, any of you, what do you see that meaning to the participants to, to connect in that way to a, a community and so I think that one of the things that was really helpful for my family, because we moved here from Michigan nine years ago, and we were, you know, very involved, very deeply rooted. We knew much of the Native community, and, you know, that was that was our home, that was our family. And, and we left, and we came to the desert not knowing anyone. And unfortunately, when we picked schools and, you know, sent our daughter off into the land of education. I mean, one of the things that she learned was racism. 
And um, that was tough being very alone and her being quite young. And so being able to, you know, create a space and have a place where, you know, other Native students were coming together and, you know, she could see other kids that looked like her and, you know, understood her. And it was it was very important in those first couple of years to really find that space. Would you say, is it a safe space that was needed or a, a respectful space or a, a space that was celebrating rather than dividing? Um, I picked D, all of the above. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Leona, did you notice a difference when you got to hang out with other Native kids in the in the Indian education program? I did. They, when I went to my first school, I was like, where's all the other kids? Like, when my, I, I was in Michigan, there was all kinds of kids, like Natives, Blacks. White and I was like, "Wait, where are all the other kids? Why are there just white people here?" And then when I went to the Indian Ed program, I was like, "Oh, why you all look like me?" And that's what kind of happened. Yeah, that sounds like it's a memory that really stuck with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad the the Indian education program has made a difference for you. Um. Well, I. I love hearing the impacts on you, Leona. What else are you seeing? How how far does this ripple out into the community? It uh, does ripple mean go far. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and that's for any of you. For any of us, um, stretch is pretty far for me because they're like. Where's all your family? And I'm like, they're in Michigan and they, so many people, mostly other races, like white, it's mostly white people. And they're like, Oh, is your family mixed or something? And I'm like, Oh, kind of. I have black cousins, white cousins, native cousins. And they're like, Oh, oh, then you must be like adopted or step something. I was like, no, I'm not adopted or step. It's just my family's very mixed. And they're like, oh, yeah. Thanks for pulling the adopted card. Yeah. Oh, man. It must get it must get tiring explaining all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that Leona has really been able to uh, glean from this program is, is especially the connection the with the elders in the program. And so, I mean, she only sees her grandparents maybe once a year. Um, and, you know, her aunties and her uncles, they're all, you know, back home with all of their, her cousins. And so, I mean, the elder in our program, Deborah Vaughn, I mean, she's really taken Leona under her wing and has taught her how to sew and has been there to help her coming out, which is one of the stories that Leona was telling earlier when she came out as a powwow dancer for the first time. Deborah really helped sponsor her through that. And so, I mean, she has, you know, family here now that she didn't have when we first got here. Yeah. And that's really important. It's important to have a grandma close by, isn't it? Yeah. So if we were to, if Kelly, this other Kelly over here, Kelly Roberge or I were to, were to walk into, um, you know, the family resource center in the middle of a, of a American Indian education program, and looked around, what would we, what would we see? What would we hear? 
what would we experience? So I think probably the first thing that you would hear and experience is laughter. I mean, we laugh all the time. Um, I mean, we have kids cracking jokes. We got elders cracking jokes. I mean, we got parents that are, you know, cracking on everybody else. I mean, it's, it's a really good time. Then you would probably notice the little ones running around the tables in circles. And if you looked around the room, you would see some of our past art projects. There are paintings on the walls that our past students have completed. You'll see cabinets full of school supplies for, you know, kids who need them anytime during the school year. And I mean, we usually have some native artists playing, you know, music through, you know, the speakers or um, sometimes we'll have a movie on depending on, you know, what our, our project or our goal for the day is. Great. Anything, anything to add, Kelly? I would say, um, The one thing about this program, which is a little bit different than others, is you really embrace the spirit of the indigenous culture because you don't split time, so to speak. It's part of the program, so you can't take it away. And that's amazing. So we smudge from time to time, if, if we're feeling we need to, we stay away from all potential fire alarms. <laughs> but these are things that are in, in the culture and are so important and have to be passed down. So we are, you know, very, if you want to participate in that, that's great. If it's something new, maybe within your indigenous family, you you haven't really gone there. There are parents in our program who feel like I'm a little disconnected from my indigenous roots. So this (laughs) program has almost opened that door for them through their children. Oh, I bet it has. So yeah, so that's, that's pretty cool in itself and, and really something to be applauded and because there is historic healing that needs to be done surrounding education and the native culture. So that can flare and trigger from time to time. And we deal with it. We went on a a field trip to the Heard Museum and they had a big expose in the museum about boarding schools and things like that. So, you know, when you see it and it's in your face, you know, that's going to trigger some stuff and we work through. And thankfully, we have somebody who's in um, that field, Jess Coda, who can help with the healing of that. So I kind of want to get away from the word historic trauma and start talking about historic healing, because I think it's where we're just about to go into. Everything has to flare up and we have to deal with it and we have to acknowledge it. So then how do we move from that to, okay, we can't change that, but what can we do to move forward and come together? Yeah. Jess, did you have anything to add to that? Um, I think that there's, there's so much in that. And I mean, I think that, you know, recent news events, you know, with all of these children being found outside of the churches and outside of the boarding schools, I mean, just hundreds and hundreds of children that never made it home after being forcibly removed from their families to go to boarding schools. I mean, there, there is a lot of trauma. And I mean, there's, 
so much hurt and pain in our history that it's, it is as important to be able to know our history and be able to know where we're at today as, as a way of being able to step forward and begin to heal. There's so much work to do. I mean, there's so many babies to bring home and there's so many babies to take care of. And so, I mean, it's, it's an everyday job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's take a little break and a little breath and we'll be right back with more. We want to make sure that you know that Prescott Woman shows its dedication to this community in all of the ways. They cover local stories, feature local businesses, honor local leadership, champion local causes, and raise money for local nonprofits. Each issue of the magazine contains gorgeous photography and provides pages and pages of value all for free. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to check out our previous episodes at PrescottWomanPodcast.com. This episode is an extension of a story in the current issue of Prescott Woman Magazine. For more on PUSD's Indian Education Program, pick up the August-September issue, available now. This gorgeous lifestyle and business magazine is free at locations all over town. Check the show notes or go to prescottwomanmagazine.com distribution to find the location nearest you. Or you can subscribe at prescottwomanmagazine.com to make sure you get your issue as soon as it comes out. Check the show notes or go to prescottwomanmagazine.com slash distribution to find the location nearest you or subscribe at prescottwomanmagazine.com to make sure you get your issue as soon as it comes out. Okay, now back to our conversation with Jessica, Leona, and Kelly. And the other Kelly. So the next question is just, you know, what makes Native American kids and families special? What do they need more of? Um, what do they what do they bring to the PUSD community? Um, what is it about having uh, Native American kids in in the schools and, fa- and Native American families in the schools? I'll address it first and then definitely would like Jess and Leona to piggyback on it. First of all, if you don't have diversity... Anywhere, things can get real stale and scripted. So I believe that any culture, diversity is is very important. The indigenous people are very creative, are very artistic, and therefore learn a little bit different and maybe learn by doing and creating. So that doesn't happen all the time when you're, you know, have a piece of paper and a pencil. You need something to inspire you and and get you going and and ancestry and community. You can't separate. Again, it goes back to you can't separate spirit from being, from living, from learning. You learn from your elders by doing. So that has taught me a lot of just how to be more creative with life in general. I agree with Kelly. You know, I mean, I think that people have different ways of thinking and seeing things. And I mean, I don't think that the school districts or um, education in general is always set up for an individual. It's it's set up for how to catch most people, you know, and if there are resources that are needed, you know, for our Native students, then I mean, we're here to help provide those things. Great. Great. 
Have you noticed any particular trends in what people need or is it just all everybody has individual needs? I mean, we've changed, um, you know, what we offer from year to year, depending on, you know, what's going on. There have been years that we've had budget to be able to support families with paying activity fees in the beginning of the school year. Last year, we bought all of our students masks. Um, so that they were going to be healthy and, and protected, you know, supporting at-home learning, you know, last year, doing a lot more digital and virtual teachings, you know, bringing people in from all over the country, which was cool, um, to be able to teach our students over Zoom. And I mean, so it it changes from year to year, I mean, but there's also the staples of offering school supplies and tutoring and creating some kind of social outlet where we're either doing teachings virtually or we're getting together and having pizza and cultural teachings, like whatever it is that that's needed for that school year or for the students that we have coming, you know, and participating. So what do you all wish more people knew about the Indian education program at at PUSD? That's probably exactly it. I wish more people knew about the program at PUSD. So the article that's coming out in Prescott Women is going to be very helpful. But even within our own district, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And we can't, people get so bombarded with emails and and so on and so forth. So we do our best to educate those that are on that front line that can get the information to parents to make sure um, there are forms that have to be filled out and there has to be some sort of proof that you are in fact indigenous. So those things can be snagging at times and a big fat drag at times, but it has to be done because of the way that the funding works. For example, you know, there's been times where we've had just students that want to come and join our program and there's those snags that they don't have proper proof and all of this stuff, or they don't go to Prescott Unified School District schools. That's, you know, that can be a little bit hard on the heart um, because you want to open and, and have everybody participate. But that's the way that the grants roll. That's why, again, we're funded based on how many students we have in the program. And that's why for me, things like this, thank you very much for um, allowing us to be on this podcast because the more people know and somebody from who knows where might hear it and go, hey, I wonder if we have that in our school district. And then they'll go seek and, and therefore might find it or find that there's a need for it and, and open that door and that avenue. What about you, Jess or, or Leona? What, would you, what do you wish more people knew about the program? I wish more people knew that because I, I tell my um, some of my friends they are Native or they're looking to learn about it, and I'm like, oh, you should come join my program that. I'm in, and they're like, oh, what's the program? And I say, it's a program where you get to learn about our my culture. And they're like, oh, an after-school program. I was like, no, it's not an after-school program. It's where you learn and do things from the culture. 
because after school programs, they're like, here's a snack. Here's what we're going to do today. Here's what, when you're getting picked up, here's what you can do. And they're like, oh, oh, so it's not like that. I'm like, no, it's where you're learning, it's where you're doing things that the culture did before you. And it's where you can learn more about me and other people like me. So Jess, is there a cost to participate? Is it, is how do, how do people get involved? Um, there's no cost. It's, you know, it's through the school district. It's grant funded. I mean, I always direct people to Kelly. I mean, they can come to any of our events, whether we have a Facebook page, um, and then we post, you know, whenever we're having speakers or events, we're going to be at the Prescott Powwow on Saturday. We'll have a booth. You can sign up there and, and just give Kelly a call. 17th, yeah, 17th, 18th, and 19th, and we will be there on Saturday, the 18th, for the whole day. Awesome. Great. Well, I love I loved Leona's description. It makes me want to participate, and I encourage anybody to check out the the Facebook page. You all have a great Facebook feed, lots of details, lots of wonderful pictures, lots of wonderful pictures of the artwork being done and the people being involved and, and these really interesting ideas and, and cultural learnings being right there on the Facebook page. So I encourage people to, to follow. We'll put a, we'll make sure there's a link in the show description so that people can find y'all. Love that. So you guys are doing a lot already. What's the vision for the future? Are there more things that you want to incorporate in the program? You want to just reach more people with what you're already doing? The big thing that I would like to see change is um, getting more of our older students, high school students involved so they can run the Facebook page, so they can do a lot of the posts, a lot of the picture taking, maybe even have a little podcast here and there, or just get that involvement. Um, there can be, and I think this is typical for high school students, where you just want to be you, and you don't necessarily want to conform and belong to something specific, but there could be a lot of potential to get involved on that front, photography, organizing, leadership roles. And the, and with Leona, again, you know, she's not the only student in the, in the group, but she's been there since I've been doing it, just to watch her grow and to watch her be able to take some of these things on. Of course, we're always going to have to be an adult supervision situation. Um, we are a public school system, so we have to watch... Uh, certain things, but creativity within that framework and just bringing that. And, and again, what better a recruiter than a high school student to go and, and get those little ones involved? Because, you know, I'm just this, per, you know, a coordinator. Um, uh, so it's very important. I think it would be very helpful if we could get that group Involved. What ends up happening is they kind of get involved when they're getting ready to graduate because there's um, scholarships and things like that that they can apply for. And um, one of the cool things we do for the graduation ceremony and our governor just opened it up to um, allow indigenous graduating seniors to wear regalia and celebrate their culture um, at the graduation ceremony. So. What we have done, and we've been doing this for, for quite some time, 
is give them a feather tassel for their graduation cap, which, you know, now there's no question. They can wear it with pride and, and there's no question. Oh, that's so cool. I can't believe it. I can't believe it took action of the governor to make mm. that possible, but I'm glad I'm glad it happened. Oh, yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to anything to add to the five year vision, either Leona or, or Jess? I mean, I think that um, always thinking about parent involvement, student involvement and in five years, I mean, that will be when Leona graduates. And, you know, then, I mean, I can still be involved in Indian Ed, but I mean, I won't be a parent at that point. And so having parents on the parent committee is super important for the, the longevity of the grant. And so we, we need more parents and we need more student involvement. Well, I guess that's the next question is how can, how can more people get involved? How can parents and community members get involved in the Indian education program? Just reach out to me at the district office. Jess is more than willing to talk to anybody who's interested and tell her story and how she's involved. But she's absolutely right. If parents and the parent engagement piece dwindles, so does the program. Because truly, the grants, the way the grants are funded and the way that they are worded is you have to have a parent committee. And that parent committee meets looks at the budget, decides how things are going to be spent. And I, I don't do that. I help run the program. I order things and, and make sure and get the budget information to the committee. So, But the program, is, anybody, the program is run by the parents, led, the led, led, by, led by the parents. And, and hopefully with student input, that's the, that's the point. So getting involved, I would say they can call me at our district office. I like to give our Family Resource Center phone number because it's easier than going through the district switchboard. Mm. So that um, Family Resource Center phone number is 928-830-7658. I'm the one who answers that for the most part. So just ask for Kelly Maddox and we will get you all of the information you want about the program, about how to enroll your students in the program. And how to join the parent committee. And yes, how to, and how you will join the parent committee. No, get in there. <laughs> we need you. We do. We need more parent involvement. It's so much more fun for everybody when there's a group involved opposed to onesie, twosie, threesie people doing everything. And it sounds like a, just a really fun group of people to hang out with. I mean, I, we're introverts, but I'm like, I want to come hang out with you guys. You sound like a good time. Yeah, Jess, yeah. Do you want to do you want to describe the rewards of of being a parent uh, involved in in this program? I mean, there's there's so many things. I mean, being able to pass down knowledge and teachings to you know the younger generation is high on the list getting together and laughing I mean, because there is so much laughter is really high on the list. I would just say that, I mean, it may sound like, oh, it's a committee and there's meetings and there's bylaws and uh, I'm really busy, but I mean, it doesn't really feel like that. I mean, it feels like you're going and you're hanging out with your friends and sometimes you get pizza and sometimes you make some cool stuff and you bring it home. And I mean, it's, it's a good time. That's great. What about you, Leona? What uh, what would you say to an adult 
uh, who was thinking about joining the committee? I would say, give it a try. Come on in, because that's what I always do. If I see something I really like, I should try it first. And then if I don't really feel up to it, I won't do it. But if I do, I will. So, And I would say, just give it a try. That's great advice. Just give it a try. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you all for being here and talking with our wonderful audience today. Uh, thank you, audience, for listening and being part of the conversation. I feel so fortunate to get a glimpse of this great program. I had no idea what a positive and beautiful expression and experience the elders are creating for young people. It's really, really smart for POSD to invest in this program and these kids. I can't wait to see what they do in the future. Yeah, I agree. You know, one of the joys for me and I and I hope for some of the other people is just hearing Leona's voice. Yeah, she's a smart little kid. She's not a little kid. She's a big kid. She's yeah, a smart kid. Exactly. And, you know, kind of during COVID, I haven't had much opportunity to interact with youth. And so this is just kind of a, a, a breath of fresh air in my ears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you've done so much work with young people and, and not being around them for a while has got to be kind of boring it is it is is, yeah i mean young people definitely breathe life into my life yay yeah absolutely and you know i just want to kind of point out something you know there's been controversy in this state about culturally relevant school programs Mm. and some people feel threatened by the idea that kids from different backgrounds from mexican-american backgrounds uh, latino backgrounds indigenous backgrounds are you know, learning in school or after school more about their heritage and more mm. about their ancestral culture. And like I said, some people feel threatened by that. And I don't quite get that. And I hope everybody listening to this heard the just the excitement and relief in Leona's voice to, to find a place mm. to land after she moved here and that they that anybody listening can just see the value in in this and that it doesn't it doesn't take away anything from no. the rest of it for somebody like Leona to be able to hang out with other kids with a similar not exactly the same but with a similar experience and you know kind of as part of that what I'm taking away from this is this commitment to go to the powwow um if it's if it's safe enough right. in, in september if, if uh the the virus is knocked back enough that we can do that safely you know now we know some people who I are going to be right? there and i'm really excited to you know have you know m- my culture interact with that culture mm-hmm. just uh uh at the at the at watson lake which i think is where it takes place oh cool yeah and just to go and learn and and open ourselves to seeing things that maybe we don't see all the time let learn learn something new about our our community members yeah our neighbors yeah i'm i'm hoping i get a chance to see leona dance for example oh my gosh that would be amazing so you know you all those of you who are listening and just as a reminder for those of you who are listening you can find out more about the indian education program by following their really rich and frequently updated facebook page Either search for PUSD Indian Education Program on Facebook, or you can find the link in this episode description. You can also become a volunteer by contacting Kelly Maddox at 928-445-5400, extension 130. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast and to Prescott Women Magazine so you never miss a moment of local 
goodness. Thank you so much for listening. The Prescott Woman Podcast is produced by Rocket Feather Creative. 